0: Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. We are streaming live down the internet from London. This show is dedicated to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. On tonight's show, we discuss the question, Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? We will be answering questions that people commonly ask. Our guest speaker is based in Warwickshire, England. Have a pen and paper ready, to write down some notes. More about our guest after we have had some music.
1: In Christ alone will I glory Though I may pride myself in battle's war For I've been blessed beyond measure And only by His strength I'll overcome And oh, I can stop and count successes Like diamonds in my hands But those trophies cannot equal to the grace By which I stand In Christ alone I place my trust And find my glory In the power of the cross In every victory Let it be said of me My source of strength my source of hope is christ alone in christ alone will i glory for only by his grace i am redeemed and only his tender mercy My weakness to my need And now I seek no greater honor Than just to know him more And to count my gains but losses To the glory of my life In Christ alone I place my trust And find my glory in the power of the cross In every victory let it be said of me My source of strength, my source of hope Is Christ alone? I place my trust And find my glory In the power of the cross In every victory Let it be said of me My source of strength My source of hope is Christ alone, my source of strength, my source of hope, is Christ alone.
0: Jesus. There are many misconceptions today about who Jesus is. We will be discussing this question tonight with Elder Chris Sweeney. So let's call and see if he's at home. Hello, good evening Hello? Hello Hello, good evening Elder Chris uh, You're live on Voice of the Wilderness Internet Radio How are you this evening? Oh,
2: thank Ah, uh, very good Praise Just, the Lord um, in words, Yes, guess.
0: praise the Lord Tonight we'll be discussing these questions together About the humanity of Christ How does the Bible relate to Jesus? What type of body did Jesus have? Was Jesus just another prophet, or is he more than that? What type of love did Jesus show to mankind, and where can we find Jesus today? So Elder Chris, before we start the discussion tonight, should we have a word of prayer together? Would you like to pray, please? Okay.
2: Gracious Heavenly Father, as we enter this um, special time of um, broadcasting these special truths, Father, uh, the Word of God and inseparable link with christ as we inquire and treat the lord and we pray for the spirit of god to come and instruct us that we might know more of jesus uh, that we might draw near to jesus and be ready when he comes in the clouds of glory give us some ears to hear and i and to listen that we may know the things the deep things of god and may be ready in the precious name of jesus amen
0: Amen. Our listeners, just to let you know that we'll be, this, we'll be dividing this theme into two weeks and to two subjects, the humanity of Christ this week, and next week, God willing, we'll be looking at the divinity of Christ. So Amen. this week, starting off, Elder Chris, how does the Bible relate to Jesus? What would you like to share with our listeners tonight?
2: Um, well, thank you, Jonathan, for the invitation to come and uh, present here on the radio station. This is some um we have a complete truth in the scriptures and the Word of God, and Amen. I believe, and I want to share with all the listeners um, today that there is uh, the Bible is a manifestation of Christ. There is an inseparable link between the Bible and Jesus. You know, we are told with His um, own blood, He, Jesus, signed the Emancipation Papers of to this of for the fallen race. So the scriptures, the writings, gives us a full detail of this pledge. God's pledge to follow man is His love to save man from this present evil world. There was no greater gift that He could, uh, that God could give, than giving His Son to this world. Mm -hmm. This Christ came to demonstrate and reveal His Father's love to lost humanity. It is God's revelation to the hearts of men. So in the sacred pages of Scripture, Christ. Is revealed and this plan God's plan of uh, redemption is unfolded and um, to all my listeners if you can um, you know possibly through this voice in the uh, voice in the wilderness ministry or other avenues if you could purchase a book called the desire of Ages," agents uh, exhaust this theme but I'd like to share some passages from this book also in our discussion on this question um, and one specific one is uh, I'd like to share with you is in every page. Whether history or precept or prophecy, the Old Testament scriptures are irradiated with the glory of the Son of God. So far as it was of divine institution, the entire system of Judaism was a compacted prophecy of the gospel. So to Christ, give all the prophets witness. From the promise given to Adam, down through the patriarchal line and the legal economy, heaven's um, glorious light made plain the footsteps of the Redeemer. Seers beheld the star of Bethlehem, the Shiloh to come, as future things swept before them in mysterious procession. In every sacrifice, Christ's death was shown. And every cloud of incense, his righteousness ascended. By every Jubilee trumpet, his name was sounded. In the awful mystery of the Holy of Holies, his glory dwelt. And this is found in the Desire of Ages, page 211 to 212. So, this revelation from heaven is called the Word of God. It is used in both the Old and the New Testament, and it comes to us in varying associations. Thus, the expression, the Word of God, the divine revelation is called the word of the Lord in Psalms 1830. Isaiah states that it is the word of the Holy One of Israel, Isaiah 524. So the apostle John further in the New Testament develops this further and reveals this revelation of the word of God. And speaking about Jesus, and um, if you have your Bible please um, or a pen and paper, please write down these scriptures and these references okay. for study to our listeners today. Um, The Bible says, in the beginning, in John 1, 1, 1-3, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. The Apostle Paul makes it clear the pre-existence of Christ and points to Him for the, the existence of all things. So the written Word was given to humanity that we might know this manifold wisdom of God.
0: Yes, right.
2: Uh, you know, John further declares, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. This we see that there's a union, a union uh, of divine and the human manifested in Christ. It also exists in the Bible.
0: Okay, now, the tr- sorry, other Chris, yes. when the Bible says the word was made flesh, could you... Kind of break that down a little bit, please, um, because there's, if you don't mind.
2: Okay, when when we talk about the word made flesh, again, I'm going to read from um, another book of um from what we say, the Spirit of Prophecy. But you can also get these books to our, you know, our listeners can also inquire wow. of these things. Um, well, in the work of God for man's reception, divinity, humanity, humanity are combined. There are so there are many passages of Scripture which skeptical critics have declared to be uninspired, but which in the to, you know the Bible says the tender adaption of the needs of men, God's own messages. um to, there to comfort the children. So in many passages of the Scripture um, that you're just asking now about the um, the nature of Christ that you just asked. Yes, about, yes, that?
0: yes, yes. When it says the Word made flesh, so in essence, so what is that stating? That who the Word? If correct me if I'm wrong, the Word is Jesus. Yes.
2: This is correct.
0: Right. So,
2: it, it made flesh, Christ condescended and came down. Right. In fallen humanity, He took our nature, our fallen nature, not the nature that Adam had before the fall, but the nature that um, um, of Adam after the fall.
1: Now, yes, this is quite right.
2: hard to understand. But Christ, and this is what we're going to develop, because the second question you're asking is, what type of body did Jesus have? And that kind of goes into that, doesn't it?
0: Okay. Yes, right. Now, can can we go to John chapter 5? Yes, John chapter 5. And verse 39. Because we're looking at how does the Bible relate to Jesus. And um, before we go into the next question. Okay. Uh, could you read this Bible text, please?
2: Okay, John chapter 5 and verse, um, you said 9, is that correct?
0: Verse 39.
2: 39 sorry and the Bible says this search the scriptures for in them ye think ye have eternal life and they are which testify of me.
0: Right so is this not in harmony with your first reading that you gave us tonight that the scriptures testify of Christ?
2: Amen amen and you know now that you said that we can read also verse 45 to 47. Yes. Do not that I will accuse you to the Father. There's one that accuses you to even Moses in whom you trust. For had you believed Moses, you would have believed me, for the for he wrote of me. But if you believe not his writings, how should you believe my words? Yes. There's an intimate relationship that exists between the Old Testament writing and the words of Christ. He puts, like you said, John, he puts his words on the same basis and as of equal authority and value to the words of divine revelation through the prophets of old. Right. We know this also when he read in Luke 24, 27, gee, what did Jesus say to those two walking on the walk to Emmaus? He said to them, you know, beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. So the word of God is right. a revelation of Christ. And this knowledge God has revealed in Christ, it's a knowledge that all who are saved must have.
0: Yes, right.
2: Knowledge that works transformation of character received into the life it will recreate the soul the image of Christ in our fallen nature the very nature that Christ took
0: right so um, let's slow down a bit um, it sounds like you're in preaching mode at this time and um, so in essence so how does the Bible relate to Jesus
2: the Bible's a manifestation, a revelation of Jesus. Right, okay. Uh, from his birth all the way to his um, death, his resurrection, yes, and the work that he's now doing today.
0: Right, so it's the manifestation of the separate. revelation of Jesus.
2: That's right. You know, we have an example in the Scriptures. Um, you know, the Apostle Paul, the great evangelist, and bearing testimony before King Agrippa, He said something very important, Acts 26, uh, 22 and 23. He says, I continue unto this day, witnessing both to small and great, saying none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come. And he said this, that Christ should suffer, and that he should be the first that should rise from the dead and should show light unto the people and to the Gentiles.
0: Yes. Amen. Now, you see, the reason, though, Chris, that um, we've been toying and throwing a little is just so to make it clear to the listeners that this the scriptures basically declare that they testify of Jesus. You see, exactly. And so it must and be that understood
2: should be that should be our point of reference.
0: Yes, most certainly. And it must be understood that once the Bible is opened, every single page is a testimony of Jesus. So. Amen. Now then, moving on to question two. Elder Chris, what type of body did Jesus have? Because, you know, there are many people that put a mysterious construction on this. Like, he was a spirit. He wasn't like us. Uh, What would you like to share with our listeners today?
2: Again, we need to hear the testimony of the Bible. Amen. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews 10, um, 5 through 14, if our listeners want to write that down to study. Uh, wherefore when he cometh into the world he said sacrifices and offerings thou wouldest not but a body hast thou prepared for me and if you read verses 7-9 he gives us these two natures dual nature of Christ he said first says, this I say this said I lo I come and the volume of the book is written on me to do thy will o God so here we have a prophecy that Christ was going to come look at verse 9 and then he repeats it but then he says then said he lo I come to do thy will, God. This is Jesus speaking. He taketh away the first that he may establish the second. So the coming of Christ was foretold in the sacrifices um, made for the beginning of time. Nice. God's children were instructed that the lamb that was brought to the sacri- to be sacrificed, you know, represented Christ. He would come and remove sin by his sacrifice. So the sacrifices and types were to be filled in the antitype, which is Jesus Christ. And he says, A body has thou prepared me. Now, when we d- develop this body, we look at uh, Galatians four four, but what the oh. Bible says, but when of time was come, God sent forth His Son. Notice the words, made of a woman, made under the law. Right. Christ was, you know, born to the human family, and we take another further scripture in Romans one three that says uh, concerning His Son Jesus our Lord, which was made of the seed of David, according to what, the flesh. Christ came as a helpless babe, bearing the humanity we bear.
0: Right,
2: and then then go to possibly Hebrews um two fourteen. The Bible is clear here. It says, "For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, and that's the devil." Right, so. This is just telling us that Christ stooped down to take human nature in order that he might be able to reach man where he was. This is a wonderful promise, because here Christ identifies himself to us with, you know, ties that cannot be broken, which are eternal.
0: Yeah, so in essence, so the Bible's clear that Jesus had flesh and blood.
2: Amen. Amen. And we read this in... um Again, the book CSW, CSW 75. Um, if you write that down, I think um, that book is, um, um, oh, I can't remember now, but I'll find that. When man was lost, the, she says, uh, the uh, E.G. White, Ellen G. White, prophetess. When man was lost, the Son of God said, I will redeem him. I will become his surety and substitute. And he, he laid aside his royal robes, clothed, his divinity with humanity stepped down from the royal throne that he might reach the very depth of human woe and temptation lift up our fallen nature natures and make it possible for us to be overcomers the sons of god the heirs of eternal kingdom so he assumed human nature for no other purpose than to, to display to men uh, the mercy the love and the goodness of god and providing for the salvation and happiness of us all.
0: Right, amen.
2: And you know, when Jesus took human nature and became in fashion as a man, he possessed all the human organism. His necessities were the necessities of man. Of man. He had bodily wants to be supplied, bodily weariness to be relieved. By prayer to the Father, he was braced for his duty and for trial. Right. And if our listeners could go again, if they, you know, to purchase the book Desire of Ages on page 49, she writes something remarkable on this, um, on this uh, subject. And she says it would be, it would have been an almost infinite humiliation for the son of God to take man's nature, even when Adam stood in his innocence in Eden. So she didn't take it when Adam was before the fall in Eden, when everything was perfect. But Jesus accepted humanity when the race had been weakened by 4,000 years of sin. Like every child of Adam, he accepted the results of the working of the great law of heredity. What these results were is shown in the history of his earthly ancestors. He came with such a heredity to share our sorrows and temptations and give us an example of a sinless life.
0: Right. And so... In essence, Jesus came in the same type of body that you and I have. He wasn't immaculately conceived.
2: This is right. This
0: as, is right. As what is is taught um, by the Catholic Church. This is right. That and, yes, carry on, and, Elder Chris. Carry on.
2: If if you want, a, you know, a good illustration is uh, for those who want to study on the subject, is look at the, um, um, you know, Matthew's uh, um, gives us a concise history of Christ's descendants. And the point he's making is that Jesus of Nazareth, if you read those scriptures, was a long-awaited promise, one in whom the symbolism and the sacrificial you know, structure of Israel pointed. So Jesus was the rightful son of David, the true king of Israel. But what is interesting is is in the list of names. Have you ever studied, you know, people, you look at the study what? of the name. There. Now, what I notice is, um, in typically in Jewish genealogies, they don't mention women. What? This men as the head of the households. But we have in these genealogies, two women mentioned. And the one that I want to just illustrate is we have uh, Tamar. Tamar yeah, sure. is a name Jewish people likely want to forget. Now, if if you study this, she was a wife of a man named Er. And the, he was one of the sons of Judah. Judah had two sons. Now these sons were the results of an adulterous relationship that Judah had with a Canaanite woman. Right. Heir died under the judgment of God, and as customary in the Jewish, you know, at that time, the oldest brother would then marry the wife of his dead brother. Now, the dead bro- the brother's name was Onan. He refused, so he also dies under the judgment of God. Now, Judah believed that she was cursed by God, so he would not give the next in line of to her to right. wed the more the younger one. And the sad story is this. That she she set herself as a prostitute along a main road. Now Judah walking down this road or coming down this road solicits her, and as a result, there's a of their liaison liaison. She conceives. Now one of the sons of his that she conceived was Paris. Now he was the ancestor, one of the ancestors of King David, and eventually King Jesus. So we have here in the history this powerful and the forgotten. They are included in God's ancestry. Isn't that amazing?
0: Yes, most certainly.
2: It's quite powerful, isn't it? Yes. And the reason is this. Um, This is taken from Review and Herald 31, 1872. It was the order of God that Christ should take upon himself the form and nature of fallen man, that he might be made perfect through suffering and himself endure the strength of Satan's fierce temptations, that he might understand how to succor those who should be tempted. And this is why, in the Hebrews we read, um, he verily took not on him the nature of angels, in chapter 2 of Hebrews, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore, in all things, it behooved him to to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. Right. And this okay. Bible deal from the beginning, from our first question to our second question, Christ comes in his on in a, a fallen human, you know, our fallen human nature, but he did not sin. He did not cultivate sin like right. many of us have.
0: Right. Well. um, Shall we move on to the next yes, yes, question? Yes. The next point of discussion. Was Jesus just another prophet? Or was he more than that? You know, well, and um yes, I'd just like to say oh, because again it's um you know, there's a misunderstanding about who he was and is. Well, Elder Chris carry on, please.
2: And uh, yes, exactly, John. As you said, in some circles and religions, Christ is thought as only a prophet, and nothing more. But this is far again from the truth, from the word of God. Because it's a statement that suggests or denies the deity of Christ. And again, yes. point people to the desire of ages. Um, in page 799, she says this. It is the voice of Christ that speaks to the patriots and prophets from the days of Adam to the closing scenes of time so who gives the prophets the words christ himself so she goes on to say the savior has spoken through all the prophets the spirit of christ which was in them testified beforehand the suffering of christ and the glory that should follow that should settle the question it was christ that inspired and gave the words to the prophets from the beginning and this is why the apostle peter um you know, in First uh, 1 Peter 1.11 said the spirit of Christ, which was in them when it's testified beforehand, the suffering of Christ and the glory that should follow. Right. Now, we know that the testimony of Jesus, um, you know, is the spirit of prophecy. And to suggest that Christ was only a prophet is to miss the significance of who he really was. He spoke through the prophets of the old and communicated to them uh, or communicated to them what was to be concerning himself his coming and the future reward of, um, you know, his people. And a Bible, you know, the, the Bible is clear on this. Uh, Hebrews chapter three and uh, verse five and six, the Bible says, and Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony to those things which were to be spoken after. Moses indeed was faithful in his house, his leadership in leading Israel as a nation. But the scripture then says, but Christ is a son over his own house. Whose house we are, we hold fast confidence. So Christ stands superior even to the faithful prophet Moses as a leader. We know this because Christ—it was Christ who spoke to Moses face to face in the Mount.
0: Right. Uh, It was Christ
2: who delivered the law, who spoke to the congregation at the Mount, and spoke the Ten Commandments.
0: So in essence, it needs to be understood that He pre-existed before Amen. he became a human being, that, exactly. that, he, that he is God and that he was God manifest in the flesh. Can we agree with that, yeah. Elder Chris?
2: This is exactly right, Adan. You know, in the book, um, um, Pages and Prophets, uh, page 311, she writes, during all the wanderings of Israel, Christ in the pillar of cloud and a fire was their leader. She goes on to say, Christ was not only the leader of the Hebrews in the wilderness, the angel in whom was the name of Jehovah and who veiled in the cloudy pillar went before the hosts, But it was he who gave the law to Israel amid the awful glory of Sinai. Christ declared in the hearing of all the people the ten precepts of the Father's law. It was he who gave to Moses the law engraved on the tables of stone. Yes, Let me repeat right. again. This is so important. It was he who gave the law to Israel. It was he who gave Moses the law, engraved upon the stables of stone. He's the one that wrote on the tablet of stone by his own finger the Ten Commandments.
0: Now, Elder Chris, as yeah. we've discussed all of this, how important would you say, therefore, is it for a person who professes to believe in the Bible and in God? To understand who Jesus really is.
2: How important it is. It's very important. I mean, we know um, John, what is John 4, 14 says uh, that Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Um, Acts 412 says there's no other name under heaven given among men which we must be saved. Therefore, it's imperative that we come to understand um, you know, the not only like we said, the nature, the pre-existence of Christ is his human nature, but also because this is a revelation of god to man yes right and you know um you know it's so important that um you know this question is that um that he was more than a prophet if you look at um um peter matthew 16 15 to 16 um jesus when jesus put this question directly to his followers but you, but you, who do you say that I am? This is what he said to his disciples. Right. Now, Peter confesses, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. So calling Jesus the son of God goes against certain religious groups. Right. And, and specifically, especially the, the Muslim doctrine of Tahit. Right. Absolute oneness of Allah in which he takes no partner and recognizes no equal. Worse, to ascribe deity to Christ is to commit an unpardonable sin called shirk in the Muslim faith. Right. So if he were only a prophet, he would, he would have to rebuke Peter for his false claim. But instead, Jesus said this, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. And that's Matthew sixteen seventeen. Right. In fact, Jesus goes on to acknowledge Peter's statement, his belief in Christ as the son of the living God and the deity in his nature. That he says upon this statement, upon your confession, upon your testimony, he builds the foundation of the Christian church and the gates of hell cannot overpower it. You see, with such evidence from scripture, we see that Christ is more than a prophet. For it was he who gave the words to the prophets to speak.
0: Right, and I'm sure that we'll be looking more at this next week as we look at the divinity of Christ.
2: Right, this is right. Which many deny, sadly, many religious deny.
0: Yes, well, now let's look at this, because, you know, in this world, as we move on to our next discussion here, Everyone, and I say everyone in the human race talks about love, Mm. you know, and they talk about um, the love that's in them or that's, you know, Mm. the karma or, Mm. you know. um, People seem to have different ways to describe love. But What type of love did Jesus show to mankind?
2: This is right. This is the question that we all should be asking. Um, first and foremost, Jesus revealed his father's love. God is love. And if we do a study on this, the wow. first mention of love is found in the passages of the found one passage, a passage, Genesis 22 2.
0: Yeah, shall we go there?
2: Yeah, let's turn now. Okay. If you want to read that, John, read that. It's a powerful okay, verse. Okay, fine. Let's Let me just find verse. the verse. Love is mentioned in all the Bible. Genesis 22,
0: 2. Okay, believe me what I find this. Genesis. And 22, verse 2. 22, verse 2. Right. And the Bible says, And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him therefore a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. Now, Elder Chris, why have you shared this verse with us this evening? This is a
2: of love. This yes. very spot that Abraham was to sacrifice his son was the very spot. Remember, another thing with this, if you read and study the story, Jesus said to the youth, his son Isaac, before he sacrificed, when Isaac asked him the question, Lord, we, you know, where's the lamb?" Right. And what did Abraham say to Isaac? God himself will provide himself a sacrifice. Now, that very spot that Abraham was to sacrifice his son was the very spot that Sal- Solomon would build the temple in Jerusalem. And 700 feet from the temple, outside the gate, is where Christ died on Golgotha. Right. It marks the place where God bound himself to fulfill the promised covenant that he made to Abraham that God would provide himself with lamb now there why did God this is the first time love is mentioned in this word love right in this offering in this burnt offering because it's a revelation of Christ's name and his character you know Romans thirteen ten says love works no ill to his neighbor therefore love is the filling of the law
0: right.
2: Christ revealed the character of his father in his human nature he manifests his father's love to reconcile man um christ came to reconcile sinful man to his father through his death and life and ministry christ revealed the righteousness of his own law right Uh, First John, I think, First John, I believe First John 4 9. And this was manifested in the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. Here in his love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and has sent his Son to be appropriation for sins. And we need to understand what that means, appropriation. When we think appropriation for sins, um, uh, we need to understand in the, the great promise that we know in John 3, 16, that everyone knows, you know, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And the definition of appropriation now, and this is where we need to really understand this, because right. while the... Defined as appease or to satisfy, in many religions, people seek to appease God or the gods with a variety of actions or rituals, pilgrimages. They believe will make, um, make them, um, um, you know, will make their God or gods pleased with them if they do these, or if they can find favor with God, they will do it. And this is where the works comes in with most all religions. They're working to appease God's anger or his. But notice what the Bible says. Christianity reveals that Jesus Christ is our appropriation, the one who has satisfied the broken law, who died for our sins. We can thus be forgiven of our sins because of the cross and live a life of faith, a life of obedience because of the life that Christ gave. This can only be done in faith and believing in Christ. Then and only then can we be granted eternal life. And how did Jesus become our appropriation? The Bible again, we turn to the Bible, Hebrews 2, 17. Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in the things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For that he he is tempted, he is able to secure them that are tempted. So do we see how God's what God's love is? It's divine, but it's active. In the hearts of those who will receive it.
0: Yes, and can we say this that at the root, at the very center of God's love is the principle of self-sacrifice, self-denial,
2: and the, which we saw in the life of Christ. Yes, self is you know, self is um, that's this you know self is the greatest battle ever fought. We're told.
0: Yes, because you know, looking at Genesis. I just um, would like to say, because yes, looking at Genesis well, 22, verse 2, because surely here we see the principle of a being given himself for the beings that he's created. Yes? Maybe.
2: There's so, no greater love than that. Yes. Uh, so, life. What does the Bible say? There's no greater love than this, that a man laid down his life for his uh, friends. And yes. Paul said we were enemies, and Christ came and died for us. That's love.
0: Yes, you see, I believe this point needs to be emphasised to listeners, especially those who may not have studied their Bible or thought of this or understood it, um, okay. which we can never fully understand, we believe, but that God has shown us what, is, what lies at the principle of true love, which is embodied in himself, which is to give oneself for someone else, totally. to is um, right. Yes, yeah, so I just self- wanted to say that. Yes, self-
2: heart of man fights against that and this is why we need a power from above yes the indwelling of the spirit of god to change this vile heart
0: yes because it's not natural enough, is it
2: not natural not natural and you know i read from i let me just share another quote that i found yes sure christ's death proves god's great love for man it's our pledge of salvation to remove the cross from the Christian would be like blotting the sun from the sky. The cross brings us near to God, reconciling us to- with this with this with this um um with this um for, you know, with this um with this relenting compassion of a father's love, right. Jehovah looks upon the suffering that his son endured in order to save the race from eternal death. And accepts us in the beloved. Without the cross, man could have no union with the Father. On it depends our every hope. From it shines the light of the Savior's love. And when at the foot of the cross, the sinner looks up to the one who died to save him, he may rejoice with fullness of joy. For sins are pardoned. Kneeling in faith at the cross, he has reached the highest place which a man can attain amen
0: amen so elder chris in essence you're stating that the bible is showing us that it's at the cross of christ we see the love of god truly declared
2: exactly what you said previously the selfless you know selfless heart self-denying self-surrendered the humility of jesus how many do we see this in the religious world today In the religious leaders and even in the believers of many faiths and religions. Yes. Selfishness exists, fights against the the uh here the selfless, you know, self-denying um you know of Jesus.
0: Yes. And you know, even today, well I should say today as it is, we see in the world, people are looking up to people who are just basically gleaning from them, taken from them. You know, yes, they, you know, and um and they worship in individuals who make money off them. But God is no. not He is not a being who is of this nature.
2: Not at all. And this Christ came to demonstrate this character. Yes. Even though, you know, you look through the history of the Dark Ages and the Protestant Reformation. Um, this was remarkably—it um, was, you know, how the scriptures were restricted. Therefore, men did not see a compassionate and a loving God. They didn't understand how God could love them. Yeah. And so, sins were just added upon sins, and sins were—it was just a dark cloud that covered all the nations. Yes. But God raised men to reveal the Father's love. You know, Luther took away the the the, um, services of people going to the priest to earn salvation or to pay for salvation. He said directly, look to your father in heaven.
0: Yes. Well, I Chris. Um, We've got much more to discuss and um, by the grace of God, next week we'll be able to discuss more. Time is moving on. Um, Looking at our final point of discussion today, where can we find Jesus today? Is Jesus in the grave? Is he someone that is not contactable? What would you like to share with our listeners today about this? Again,
2: from what we've been discussing, how you've, uh, all the questions from, the you know, again, we have to turn to the scriptures. Amen. Christ warned the church that before his coming, many great deceptions would exist on this earth. Men would rise, false prophets would rise, false Christ, leaning away many from the truth. So it's imperative that we again find the answer to these questions from scripture. Right. Again, it's the divine revelation of Christ. And interestingly, um, in John 14, when Christ was about to go to you know to heaven, he gave a promise and he said that he would come again and receive us unto himself, that where he is, where we may be also, in John 14. Right. And I know something. He said, Whither I go, you know, and the way you know. And one of the Christ's disciples, Thomas decided to question him on this. And he said to the Lord, Lord, we don't know where you go and how we know the the way. And Jesus again says unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. So we must then first find Christ in the way that God reveals him to us. And we can only find this again in going to the scriptures. And the Holy Scripture identifies this way. It points us where Christ is. And this is where we're going to find them. In our second question, we address that Christ came in the, you know, what well, body? Well, sacrifices, is I what it's not, but a body has not prepared. We are again led to understand that Christ's death and life fulfilled in the types and ceremonies and sacrifices that led to our salvation. Again, we point back to the scriptures to understand this. And then we said that he was more than a prophet. And in order to understand the sacrifices and uh, ceremonies, they're closely linked to his priesthood and this is right. very significant if we're gonna find where christ is we need to find into the way of how the scriptures little by little and investigate and seek it out and we will find where christ is today
0: yes i just like because, to say yes sorry Elder, on, um, on. yes just because there's some people that believe that christ is already inside everyone mm. you see so that's just why um, i just wanted to interject there because that's these are the thoughts that some people out there in the community and in the world have. So carry on please, Elder.
2: So again, yes, many people have idea and superficially understand, you know, even the heathen, even Satan himself, knows of Christ, can quote, you know, even quote scripture. Yes. But we need to fully grasp these promises in the Bible and study it for ourselves. Don't take any man's words. Take it back into the word of God. You know, when Christ left this earth, and many don't understand this, when Christ left this earth, he entered into the second phase of his ministry as a priest over his own house. And this is why the Bible links, um, you know, the chapter 2 with his uh, human nature with this priesthood. You know, he says, Wherefore in all things behoove him to be made like unto his brethren, notice, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest and things pertaining to God. To make reconciliation for the sins of the people. Yes.
0: Yeah, so Is that the book of Hebrews?
2: Yes, book of Hebrews chapter 2, verse 17. Right. Now, now, so p- p- the apostles further developing this. We go to Hebrews 7. He says this, but this man, because because continue his priesthood, talking about his priesthood continueth ever, hath an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore he's able to save them to the uttermost that come to God by seeing uh, by him, seeing that he ever liveth to make intercession for them. And that's Hebrews um, 7, 24, and 25. Right. So we had to understand that right now, today, Christ is interceding in our behalf. At You know, where though? Where is he doing this? Well, again, we turn to the Bible, Hebrews yes, 8. Right. Of the things which we have spoken, this is a sum. We have such a high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven. Amen. Now, look at verse 2. A minister of the sanctuary and the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched and not man. So now we're getting a further developing. Where is Christ? Where nice. can we find him? We can find him in the sanctuary. This is where he's at. And we can find out the work that he's doing. You know, Hebrews 9, um, verses 11 and 12 says this. But Christ being come as a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle. Not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by His own blood, right. entered into once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. So, what we Paul is trying to establish, what he's trying to teach, is that um, on this subject, or where we can find Christ, is that which will be thoroughly addressed, I believe, in your future broadcast yes, on the so sanctuary. Right. I hope all listeners will come and listen to this because we will actually fully understand where you can find Christ. But Christ is now in the sanctuary, applying and ministering his blood in the the most holy place. But when he left this earth, remember, the sanctuary had the altar court. There's the second, uh, second apartment and the third, the Holy of Holies. When Christ died... And was resurrected, he went into the second place, the second apartment. Yeah. So not the the holy place.
0: And where is the sanctuary again, Elder Chris? Just to once again remind others, is where is it? Well, where where is it located?
2: Another scripture. Let me quote something then. The sanctuary in heaven in which Jesus ministers on our behalf is the great original, which the sanctuary built by Moses was a copy. So as the sanctuary on earth had two apartments, the holy and the most holy, so there are two holy places in the sanctuary in heaven. Yes. And the ark containing the law of God, the altar of incense and other instruments of service found in the sanctuary below, has also their counterpart in the sanctuary above. And Hebrews 8 5 says, As Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle, for he said, uh, that he thou that maketh all things according to the pattern shown thee in the mount. So he tells us that the very um you know, the one he the pattern he took to build the sanctuary on earth was the very one. He took from heaven
0: yes right so it's clear that jesus is now in the heavenly sanctuary not Amen. the sanctuary that's on earth that's what elder chris has been sharing with us listeners he's not down here physically or he's not down here even in people's hearts physically like a ghost that you can just conjure exactly. up the bible makes it clear elder
2: that where are you going to find them is in the sanctuary you know hebrews 9 6 7 says this now when these things were thus ordained the priests now these are talking about the earthly place went always into the first tabernacle accomplishing the service of god but into the second went the high priest only once a year not without blood which he offered for himself for the sins of the people so the key thought is this as the sins of the people were actually transfigured transferred and figured to the earthly sanctuary by the blood of the sin offering. So our sins, in fact, transferred to the heavenly sanctuary above by the blood of Christ. Nice. And as the typical cleansing of the earthly was accomplished by the removal of sins by which it had been polluted. So the actual cleansing of the heavenly is to be accomplished by the removal or blotting out of the sins which are recorded. Here we see the work that Christ is doing, which he's doing right now. In heaven. In right. the in the sanctuary.
0: Right. Elder Chris, well, let's take a break here for some music and then we'll come back for final comments.
2: Okay.
3: My sins and griefs to bear What a privilege Just to carry Everything to God in prayer Oh, what peace we often forfeit
0: Chris, who is uh, yeah, Jesus? Yes. What would you like to say for the closing thoughts this evening to our listeners?
2: You know, we need to behold Jesus in the divine word. This is where we're going to find him in the word, but also specifically in the sanctuary. The tragic thing is that one may read the scriptures without seeing the Lord and Savior. Many peruse the divine word with critical minds, they're doubtful of the you know, authenticity of the scriptures. Others fear the ridicule of friends and neighbors. They come to it with a veil upon their hearts. Many are willing to accept the Bible as a revelation from God, but if the heart is not right with him, they will fail to behold you know, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world.
0: Amen. Well, Elder Chris, we'd like to thank you for joining us this evening. And let's end with a word of prayer. Let's pray. Would you like to pray to close?
2: Amen. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for this time that we have been able to study and open the Word of God. Christ indeed has come. A sacrifice has been made. The love of God, the love of the Father has been given to this dying world. I pray that we might seek his face. Where is he? Let us find him in the Holy pages of the bible that is seeking with all our hearts let us understand these great truths of the bible for he wants to come near to us and i pray that we will want to come near to him bless those listeners who have listened to this message an understanding of the bible and be ready when jesus comes in the clouds of glory is our prayer in jesus name amen
0: amen Elder Chris, thanks for joining us this evening. Thank you. I would like to say that if you have any questions or if you'd like more information, please send an email to inquiries at wildernesspublications.org or you can send a text message to 7944 If you live in the United Kingdom, please contact us with your name and address and we will send you a free tract called The Humanity of Christ. Those who are living outside the UK can request for an electronic version to be sent to them free. If you have an Android app for Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio, if you have the Android app, I should say, go to the ebook section, then find the title Bible Readings for the Home. At chapter 5, you'll find the subject Christ in All the Bible. This will give you more information about today's topic. On next week's show, we will be discussing the question, Who is Jesus? looking more at the divinity of Christ. At the divinity of Christ, the divinity of Christ. Well, that's it for tonight's show. Until next week, good night and God bless. Voice in the wilderness, Internet and Radio. Enlightening the world every week.